0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Meredith Johnson about her wishes collection ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at GM Lounge in Future World at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned this event and what it was like using those venues, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Meredith. Hey, Carrie, How are you? Great. Thanks for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to get married at Walt Disney World.
1: I've been thinking about this question, and I honestly don't remember a time when I didn't know that I was going to get married at Disney World. Um, <laughs> basically, my parents had been taking me and my sister to Disney for at least 15 years. So it was always like our family vacation spot. Like I grew up with Disney. So my parents used to joke when we went down there that they would tell people, oh, she's going to get married here. And I was only in high school. So I was like, oh, it's so weird. But (laughs) eventually, like, it became a thing. And I don't think they were surprised at all when I told them that I was going to be getting married at Disney.
0: Did you have to get your fiancé on board with the idea, or was he totally cool with it?
1: He's really laid back as far as certain things, so he was totally cool with pretty much any wedding I wanted to have. He basically said that we could go to a courthouse and he'd be okay, so (laughs) he wasn't a, he's not a Disney fan, but we have taken two trips together now, so I'm slowly converting him into a Disney fan, but he had a really good time. I think he was really glad that that we did a Disney wedding.
0: That's great. So how did your friends and family and his friends and family react when they found out your wedding was going to be at Disney World?
1: I think we overall had a really positive response. Of course, my parents weren't surprised at all. His parents, I don't think they were surprised either. And they were really supportive of the whole thing, which was awesome. We don't have huge families. So that's part of the reason why we had a pretty small wedding. But everybody that decided to come was really excited to make a family vacation out of it. So it turned out, you know, it worked out really well.
0: That's so great to hear. How many guests did you invite and
1: how many made the trip? To be honest, I really didn't keep track of it, but I think we invited a little over 55. I really wanted to invite more because I think the GM Lounge can hold around 75. It's a pretty big open space, but our dessert party location can only hold 50. So I didn't want to be put in the awkward position of only inviting certain people to the wedding and not the dessert party. So that's why I tried to keep it at 50, just in case everybody decided to come. We wouldn't have to be put in that position. But we ended up having RSVPs for, I believe, 37, and 31 actually showed up on the day of.
0: Got it. So how did you decide on your ceremony, reception, and dessert party locations?
1: This was probably the hardest part of my entire wedding planning process. So I always knew it was going to be Disney, but I had absolutely no idea where at this. We've always stayed at the beach club, so I thought from the very beginning that it was going to be kind of like a a small escape wedding maybe at Seabreeze Point um, just because we have like a connection with the beach club. But then I found my dream dress and (laughs) it was long-sleeved and sort of fancy and did not go well (laughs) with Seabreeze Point at all. So that's when I decided that it'd probably better to have an indoor ceremony and in that way I didn't have to worry about the weather. So I went with a wedding pavilion mainly for those reasons, which... I love the wedding pavilion. It turned out beautifully. But if I had known that I was going to have like the best weather I've ever had in Florida on my wedding day, I would have totally done like an Epcot ceremony. But oh, well, the reception venue, I told my sales consultant that I wanted something really unique. And I felt like I had to do a lot of pushing to get my reception venue because I felt like I kept being pushed back into a ballroom, which was like the one thing that I didn't want. So we started with Living Seas. But he told me there were like three other brides requesting that venue, and I didn't really love it anyway. So I was just like, well, let's find something else. And I would have loved to have like a Gatsby-themed wedding at the Atlantic Dance Hall. So then that was my second choice. But he was convinced that it would swallow my group size. And he also told me that it was blocked by a convention, so then that was off the table. And then, let's see, we moved to the Yacht Club ballrooms, but all of those were blocked by a convention. And then somehow I ended up with with a ballroom at the Contemporary, which is like my least favorite resort, and I did not want a ballroom. And I signed my letter of agreement, and I was like, what am I signing? This is not what I wanted at all, but I don't know. I guess I was hoping that something was going to happen. So about the end of June, like a month after I signed my letter of agreement, my planner reached out and told me that the GM lounge had become available because I had... Inquired about it before, but apparently General Motors, like they were having their own special event sometime in April. So they weren't booking anything around my wedding. But I guess they ended up picking the weekend before my wedding. So I got really lucky and they let me book the next weekend. So that's how we ended up in the GM Lounge. And I almost passed out from excitement when my planner emailed me about that because. I was like not happy with my reception location at all, but eventually it all worked out. That's
0: great. And how did you choose your dessert party location?
1: That was another, so I really, I did not want UK Lockside, honestly. I had seen it in person just because I'd been to Disney so many times, but I never actually walked down there. And from above, it looked really small and I really wanted the Italy Isola West Plaza just because it has the like awesome view of Spaceship Earth. But for some reason my sales consultant would not give me that venue. I guess probably because of my group size. I don't know. But so he just put us at UK lockside. I was like, whatever. But it ended up being like the most amazing view of illuminations I've ever had. Like it was absolutely perfect. So I was definitely happy with how that worked out.
0: And it's also so nice because that path makes it secluded from the crowds that are going along the main walkway.
1: Oh, I know. It was it was beautiful and we it was kinda cool because Epcot was packed that night. It was a Saturday night during Flower and Garden and we had like so many people at Rose and Crown like looking down on our dessert party and it was just really cool. And then we walked out up the path and everybody was clapping for us, so it was really nice. Did you guys have a theme for your wedding? I remember when I met with my florist at the planning session, and I was trying to explain to her like what my theme was, but I had no idea if I, like you could even consider it a theme because it was basically just like shades of pink with greenery and farmhouse tables, but no mason jars or burlap. So I couldn't <laughs> call it rustic, <laughs> and I was like, you know, like rustic, but with no mason jars and. Eventually, she called it, I think she called it whimsical with elegance, which was really like exactly what I was going for. It was kind of like Alice in Wonderland, but without the Alice part, you know, like without the direct Disney reference.
0: And did you transfer your ceremony floral to the reception?
1: The only thing that was transferred were the altar table arrangements. So they did, I didn't even ask for these arrangements, but. They were included on my floral video, and they sounded nice. So it kind of looked like my bouquet, but in like these gold bowls that sat on the altar table. And then they moved those and put them on the sweetheart table. I think that was the only thing that was transferred. I probably could have reused more, but they told me that since my cocktail hour was in the same place as my reception, that they wanted to keep the amount that they transferred to a minimum because they weren't sure if they would get it there before the guests arrived.
0: Got it. And did I see like a tulle skirt on your cake table?
1: Yes. So my linens were, that was another thing that I had a hard time describing. I didn't want really heavy linens. Like I wanted like tulle and flowy fabrics. I remember telling her flowy. So she ended up using like poofy, they look like tutus on my (laughs) cake table and my sweetheart table. And it was really cute. Like it was nice because I felt like they had like a lot of impact without being too much, I guess.
0: That's interesting. The GM lounge can seem very spare because it's basically just (laughs) a floor, a wall of windows and a ceiling. Did you feel like, oh, I really have to bring in a lot of floral and decor for this? Or was it more like this view is going to wow everybody? I'm not too worried about it.
1: I was actually going to mention this. One of the things that I kind of, it's not like a really big regret, but I do regret that I didn't go for a site visit at all. So I thought that since I had been to Disney so many times, it's like, oh, there's no way I need to go to Disney for a site visit. But that means that I had never seen the inside of the wedding pavilion or the GM lounge until my wedding day. Wow. So yeah, basically I did all of my floral planning. There's a bunch of pictures of the wedding pavilion online, so that was easy, but The GM lounge, trying to plan my floor based on the like minimal amount of pictures on the internet, was so hard. And I wish that if I had known that I was going to get the GM lounge, I really wish I would have went for a site visit because it is very bare. Like the floors, the walls have—I don't think the walls have anything on them. They're just white. And I wanted the view to be one of the main focal points, but I feel like. If I hadn't have had as much decor as I did, it definitely would have looked bare, if that makes sense. I really wanted to put a lot of floral and decor and kind of ramp it up a little bit. One of the things, like we used garland centerpieces instead of using, you know, really tall, elaborate centerpieces, that way we didn't block the view, but it still kinda of, like dressed the space up a little bit.
0: Interesting. Okay. And did you add any kind of entertainment for the reception?
1: I was actually one of those people that was worried that my guests were going to get bored during my five-hour reception just because, like, with 30-something people and not everybody knew each other, I was like, well, I hope this doesn't get awkward. So (laughs) we had a DJ. We had Charles Miles. He was awesome. And then we also had four characters. So we had Stitch, Mickey, Minnie, and Pluto.
0: And how did it work out? Was anybody bored?
1: (laughs) No, it went by so fast. Like, after we cut the cake, and then like people were kind of like starting to wrap up, and I was like, "Oh, no, like where did the time go?
0: <laughs> Do you have any cake flavors or menu items that you can recommend?
1: All of our food was really good. Like I could honestly recommend everything that we had for brunch. So we had a technically a brunch reception, but we had a lot of lunch food because the food wasn't served until close to twelve o'clock. so, You can really get a lot of bang out of your buck by going with a brunch reception for the smaller food and beverage minimums, but then having lunch food. So we had like Parmesan, crusted chicken, marsala, and braised beef, but then we also had French toast and Mickey waffles, so it was really fun. And then our cake flavors, we did the popular almond cake with amaretto mousse, and we did chocolate cake with peanut butter cup mousse. That one was more for my husband because he loves chocolate and peanut butter and he couldn't come to the planning session. So I kind of picked that blind for him. I think the chocolate, honestly, was the more popular flavor. Like the almond cake was really good at the planning session, but I think there was something off with our cake. It kind of tasted underdone, but (laughs) the chocolate was really good. But another thing, we had a cake for our rehearsal dinner the night before at the Hoop De Do. And that one was yellow cake with cream cheese filling and fresh strawberries. And that was amazing. Like I after I had the cake that night, I was like, I really hope our wedding cake is this good. But now I wish that we had the fresh strawberry filling in our wedding cake. Like it was that good.
0: Interesting. Okay, that is a great tip. Now for your dessert party, do you have any recommendations from that menu?
1: I completely changed my dessert party menu around. I think it was around the sixty day mark because I was like reading through previous people's reviews and I saw everybody raving about the nacho station. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sorry, I (laughs) I have to have a nacho station at my dessert party. Like, so I like nothing from my previous menu stayed the same after I changed it. So we had a nacho station, carrot cake cookies zebra domes jalapeno cheese pretzels and the apple pie moonshine cronuts that were flambéed on site and i would say that definitely the two most popular things were the nacho station and the apple pie cronuts like if i had just had those two things everybody would have been happy i don't think anybody really liked the carrot cake cookies which is so sad because they're like my favorite And then I walked around and I was like, oh, my God, aren't the carrot cake cookies amazing? (laughs) Everybody was just like, what? Not really. (laughs) Oh, that means more for you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, yeah, the nachos were a big hit.
0: That's awesome. And you guys did a ride mix-in on Test Track. Did you do that between the reception and the dessert party or did you do it after the dessert party?
1: We did it after the dessert party. I really wanted to do it at a different point in our day. I actually asked about doing the ride mix in, like either during the reception or right after the reception, and I think my planner asked the park operations people, but they told her that it would have to be at the end of the night, which is really sad because I felt like it would have flowed a lot better with us already being in the GM lounge. But it worked out really well. Like I thought, I was worried because we had to get up early the next morning for our park shoot. And I was like, well, if I keep extending this night, I'm going to be, like, super tired in the morning. But it really only took, like, 20 minutes more after the dessert party. like It was very efficient. And it was one of the biggest hits of our day. Like, our guests loved it.
0: <laughs> That's so great. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran?
1: We have a 9.30 ceremony, so that means our morning started very early. Let's see. I woke up at, I think, 4.20 a.m. hair and makeup arrived at like four forty five A.M. And then the roots and my mom and my sister came at six thirty to kinda help me and my dress, even though it was pretty simple, just a zip up dress. But hair and makeup I think got done around seven. I had to be in my dress by seven forty because our first look was at eight o'clock. So me and Chad actually had connecting rooms. So it was really cool because we left the door open and we could like hear each other getting ready and interacting with the photographers and the videographers, but we couldn't see each other. And I think it really added kind of to like the emotion of the day because they took him down for the first look while I was still kind of like getting my dress situated. And then they took me down for the first look. We did the first look right outside the Conch Key building, kind of like in front of the main building. And let's see, we had our first look. We did some more portraits of just the two of us. And then we did our family portraits before the ceremony, which was really awesome because we didn't have to worry about that after the ceremony. The ceremony ran from like 9 30 to 10. And then our guests took the motor coach over to the GM lounge. And me and Chad stayed back at the wedding pavilion with the roots and we did more pictures. And then we, I think we got to the GM Lounge maybe around 11.40-ish. It was kind of later than I expected because then we were introduced at 11.50. And I think we were supposed to eat brunch at like 11.30. So I don't know what happened there, but uh, we ended up eating, I think, around 12. Ceremony ran to like 3.30. And then our guests had like a really nice long break to go back to the resorts and swim or nap. And then we all met back up for the dessert party. We had a motor coach pick everybody up for the dessert party, too, which they picked up at the Beach Club and then Port Orleans French Quarter. So our guests got to the dessert party around 8. We met the roots in the Yacht Club lobby. We switched hotels that day, so we switched from the Grand to the Yacht Club. And then we did like pictures as we walked over to Epcot, which was really nice. The dessert party ran up until after fireworks, and then we did our test track ride mix-in, and I think we were back at the Yacht Club around
0: 10.30. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects where you focused your attention or you focused your budget?
1: Probably the biggest chunk of my budget went to floral and decor. Um, so that goes back to kind of how the GM Lounge is literally just like brown floor, white walls. In my opinion, you have to bring something into the GM lounge. So a huge chunk of my budget went into that because we rented like the farmhouse tables, the vineyard mismatched chairs. And I know a lot of people say that like you don't remember the chairs at your reception, but <laughs> I've been looking at my pictures like of my reception details, and I'm telling you, the chairs made a difference. With my farmhouse tables, they look so good. And then we did the garland centerpieces, which were kind of pricey, but I really wanted the centerpieces to go all the way to the floor to kind of like go with that garden party theme. And then we also brought in a um, black and white dance floor, which is really expensive for some reason, but it was not what I was expecting, to be honest.
0: What weren't you expecting about the dance floor, the way it looked or the price?
1: I don't think it looked what it cost, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> I was expecting, I swear I had seen a black and white dance floor that Disney provided before, and it was kind of like that shiny look, and it was bigger than what I got. Like, my dance floor was tiny, and I know I only had like 39 people, but honestly, even like half of our people, when they were up on the dance floor, we couldn't all even fit on the dance floor. I was like, why did you give me this tiny dance floor for this <laughs> amount of money? But I mean, I, I think it looked good, but. If I could go back, I would probably ask for pictures of it because, I mean, I didn't think I needed to ask for a picture of a black and white dance floor, but I definitely should have. That is a great point. Yeah. So then another one of the three most important things was entertainment. So like I mentioned before, I was really worried about my guests being bored. So (laughs) made sure that we had a DJ to kind of keep the party going because with it being a brunch reception, I was like, I don't know what people think this is going to be. Like, do they are they just going to sit and talk? Or are they actually going to get up and do something? So, Charles Miles really got everybody out, out on the dance floor, and I was really surprised. Like, even my grandma, like she was out there, literally the whole time. Like, she kicked her shoes off and she was just dancing the whole time. And then. We had the characters, of course, to kind of break the party up because I think like five hours of straight dancing would not have been good. But the characters really took up a good probably hour, almost an hour and a half of time. And then another thing that was important to us was photography and videography. So, of course, I booked the roots for photography. And then we used Switzer World for videography, which... I honestly like when I first started planning it, the roots were the very first thing I booked for my wedding. So I was like looking through Pinterest at the possibility of a Disney wedding back in like January of 2017 and their images kept popping up with their watermarks on it. So I was like, I have to look these people up and I think I booked them at the end of January. And I had no idea like if my date was even going to work with Disney, but it all ended up working out good. And then with videography, I really didn't even think about that until, I think, June, and I think I had seen some of Schweitzer's work on Facebook, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I think I want a video to be able to go back and relive our day, so then that's how I, I came to book them.
0: Okay, got it. And then what aspects were less important to you where you saved your money or you saved your time?
1: So the biggest thing was probably wedding favors. I remember at our planning session, our forest was like showing us all these different examples of like chocolate slippers and chocolate mouse ears as favors. And like, I think they're like seven to $10 each. And it's like, really? Like, do I really need this? Like, does anybody really care that much? So I just completely skipped the wedding favors altogether, which I don't think anybody missed them because when you think about it, a ride mix-in on Test Track cost me, I think, $15 a person. So I can have a ride mix-in on Test Track, or I can give everybody Mickey ears that they could have bought themselves. Like It was a no-brainer for me on that. Another thing was the rehearsal-slash-welcome dinner. So I kind of sort of regret not doing a big welcome party for everybody the night before. But when I think about it, we probably would have had to cut something big from our wedding to be able to make it work financially, just with how expensive it is. So we ended up doing the Hoop-dee-doo review with just like 14 of our closest family and friends. And it was such a good time. Like I was so worried that everybody was going to think it was corny because I hadn't done it since I think I was 8 years old. (laughs) I had no idea what to expect. And I was like, these people are going to be like, what in the world am I here for? But it was seriously like one of the best times we've all had together. It was hilarious. And then the last thing, this isn't really a big one, but a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to do a champagne toast for the toast portion of your reception. Like you can just have people toast with their drinks that they already have. Right. So Yeah, and that saves a lot of money because – Our DJ just, I think he just announced, like, hey, the toast is coming up. Um, You might want to grab a drink from the bar. So everybody went and got their drinks for the toast, and that saved us from pouring, like, expensive bottles of champagne that nobody, maybe they didn't even want it, so.
0: Right. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
1: Oh, it's so hard to pick. I've been thinking about this, and I think I think it would have to be the first look. I was just so surprised about how kind of like intimate and emotional that moment was because we're not really, we've been together for almost eight years. So like I was 15 and he was 16 when we first started dating in high school. So it's it's not like we've always knew we were going to get married for a while and I didn't expect it to be kind of as big of a moment as it was. But it was so nice because we had that private time just the two of us to kind of like get our emotions out before the ceremony and we didn't have to worry about who was looking at us and if they were like oh my god what are their reactions so I don't know it was nice and plus my husband he didn't he didn't really like the idea of a first look at first but then I kind of told him that it was necessary you know for like photography wise and the timeline because there's no way we would have had time to do like all of our pictures after the ceremony so he was kind of against it but after the first look, I haven't heard him complain about it once. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, did anything go
0: wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: Not really to be honest. Everything went like completely perfect on like Disney's part. The only thing that went wrong, it's not really that it went wrong, but it was kind of unexpected is we had like a group of people that decided not to show up and I didn't know about it. Apparently they like they Facebook messaged me at 6:30 that morning like I was going to be on Facebook at 6:30 on the morning of my wedding day. <laughs> and so we were doing our like family portraits in the lobby of the Grand Floridian and I hear I heard my planner whispering like to my mom and my sister about something and I kind of like gave my sister a look and I was like, "What?" And she apparently my planner was asking if it was okay for the driver to leave the hotel they were supposed to be at because nobody was there for pick up. Oh. And I was like, wow, seriously. So that's how, I mean, my planner did an awesome job at handling that honestly, because, so it was a group of six people and our tables sat six people. So I had a completely empty table at my oh. reception just for them. But it honestly, it just looked like an extra table because they didn't like pour the water goblets and, the um, escort cards weren't like preset. So it really, it looked okay. And plus, it gave the roots like a really nice table to photograph. So I was kind of actually (laughs) happy about that. But yeah, my planner handled that really well. And that was the only thing that, you know, was unexpected.
0: Now you talked about this a little bit with the venues. Was there any other aspect of planning the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand, and then it turned out not to be?
1: I think the only other thing that I was really worried about for some reason was our first dance. So like I tried to get my husband to practice with me like in the kitchen, you know, after work some night. So he was just not even into that. So I was like, whatever, I guess we'll just wing it and look like idiots. But <laughs> we I was like talking to the Roots right before we got introduced and they were like, are you like doing any special kind of choreographed dance? And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm just going to be lucky if it's not a complete disaster. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh no, that's perfect. The, the middle school sway is great for pictures. So <laughs> I, felt, I felt better about that now. And, and we did get really good pictures. And I don't think, I mean, we probably looked awkward, but by the end of the song, I looked out at everybody and like nobody was even looking at us anymore. So I was like oh, it's fine. It turned out not to be a big deal.
0: <laughs> and is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
1: I'm like really type A, like a big planner person, and it is rare that I go without regretting something that I did. And I after thinking about it, I really don't think I would do anything about the wedding differently. Like everything went perfectly and I'm so amazed that usually I have the worst luck. So that was just complete as am- amazement to me. But one thing that this isn't really kind of like directly related to the wedding, but I do wish I would have set up like prearranged somebody to come and pick up my bouquet for preservation because mm-hmm. I, at first I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to want to have that done. But then I saw my bouquet and it was like way better than I ever expected and I loved it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have this preserved. But then I played phone tag with Keepsake safe for like a whole day because. We did like wild Africa trek that day and I was away from my phone. And then by the time we got done, they were already closed. So, and then after that, we got back to the hotel room and my, it was already like turning brown and I was like, yeah, it's too late now. So that was the only regret that I have that I didn't prearrange that. So I didn't have to do it after the wedding. Um, But other than that, everything went perfectly.
0: Actually, I would be curious, what did you tell them you wanted to get that bouquet? Because it was amazing.
1: I actually showed them a picture of, it was from Pinterest. It was kind of like a a really like loose, organic, kind of like wildflower-ish bouquet. And it had none of the flowers in it were the same, which was something that I wanted. I wanted a lot of like texture and not a lot of symmetry, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then... I pretty much told them, like, I was so worried about the colors because I had every single shade of pink in my colors. And I was like, there's no way they'll get this right. But it was honestly spot on. My forest was awesome. Like, I did not even tell her a single flower that I wanted. I just showed her a picture and she put all that together.
0: That's fantastic. And then I also have to ask about your dress. What is the story with that amazing dress?
1: So, the dress, the dress is like literally my dream dress. So, the only like salon that carries so it's a Haley Page, and the only salon that carries Haley Page near me and does alterations is like three and a half hours away. So I knew I wanted Haley Page, and I actually started dress shopping in February of 2017, and we weren't even officially engaged yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew like if you go to like a trunk show, you get better deals and you get to try on more dresses. So. I went ahead and like set up an appointment for a trunk show and I still wasn't officially engaged. So (laughs) I found this dress online and I pretty much knew it was going to be the one. So we drove down there, me and my family did. And that was the first dress I tried on. We pretty much all knew like, yep, that's it. But then I was like, well, I mean, there's no way I can like not put on a couple more. So I put on a couple more. They were awful compared to that one. And Pretty much just like, yeah, that's it. So my one and only bridal appointment lasted about 30 minutes. That's
0: fantastic. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney wishes, brides, and grooms?
1: Yeah, so I have a couple. Um, One of the things that I sort of regretted not doing was being open with my floral and decor budget with my florist at the planning session. So I like went So they say to use the planning session as your like blue sky session, like just mention anything you might want. So I took that way overboard (laughs) and I I ended up with a floral BEO that was more than my entire wedding budget. (laughs) And (laughs) I opened it up and it was like the day before Thanksgiving and I just closed it back. I was like, okay, um, I'll come back to this later. I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but I guess I didn't realize. Like I don't know, I didn't do my research about how much like Disney floral and decor costs, and it was absolutely crazy. So I put it off for a couple of months because I was really like sad that I was going to have to sacrifice my whole vision because of how expensive it was. But then finally, I set up a phone call in my forest in I think January. So I put it off for a long time and. I finally told her, like, this is way over my budget. Like, I'm not even, like, kidding. Like, way over my budget. But somehow she, like, she tweaked everything. And I got to keep pretty much every single big element of my floral and decor. And she cut that budget, like, by over half. I don't even know how she did it. But just by telling her, like, you can use, you know, cheaper flowers, different flowers, not as much flowers in each centerpiece. It made a huge difference. That's great. Another thing, find ways to just personalize your wedding, like even in the smallest ways. So we had like a welcome sign that had our dogs on it, like a portrait of us holding our dogs, and everybody thought that was the greatest thing. And then we named our specialty drinks at our reception after our dogs. So we actually took our two favorite drinks from Epcot and renamed them, and we put our portraits of our dogs next to the drink names. And those were like the biggest hit of the reception. Like we had – I'm pretty sure by the end of the night, everybody was ordering either a chip or a Milo. And people still talk about to this day, like Chad's brother came back home and went to like a local restaurant and tried to get them to recreate the drink and they couldn't do it. So (laughs) people like they love them. I didn't expect it to be that big of a hit. And then finally, everybody always says this, like I read it a million times when I was planning my wedding, but just take time to stop and take everything in because it, It goes by so fast. Like, you would not think that a five hour reception would fly by. But I remember, like, we got introduced, and then all of a sudden, we were like saying goodbye to everybody. And I was like, what in the world? How did it go by that fast? So it sounds so cliche, but like, really just stop and breathe and and just take time, take everything in.
0: That is great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day?
1: So the Roots actually already blogged my wedding. They blogged, I think, like over 100 pictures on their website. So that's a good place to see more pictures there.
0: Okay, great. And I will get some from you and put them in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Sounds good. Well, Meredith, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's planning at Epcot or planning a wishes event in general, and I appreciate your taking the time. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime send your comments questions and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com past shows are available in itunes and on the show site disneyweddingpodcast.com and for instant answers to all your disney's fairy tale weddings questions check out carrie hayward's fairy tale weddings guide Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.